Tanisha, welcome. Thank you so much, Latonia. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you on to share your I'm not sure, but it's okay moment, at least one of them, which you've been sharing so many of them across the interwebs, and to hear how you are living better, leading boldly, and learning, relearning, or unlearning life um, during this season. Mm-hmm. You know, because if we, we've lived past age 10, we've gained some experiences that oh, yeah. can help teach some others. And I have been watching you for years. Your writing retreats, your, your what is it, Red Pen writing? The Reading Conference. Red Ink. Listen. The Reading Conference. Listen, that now was, you prophet, you're prophetic now because it wasn't a retreat, but I want to make it a retreat. Amen. It was an in-person Amen. conference. Yeah. Yes. Well, I look at it as a retreat because it was so powerful I, I would follow it but never press uh the registration mm. <laughs> and then and then Come I would see others talking about it and i view it as a retreat because several of my colleagues my friends uh sandra epps yes uh, sandy's land uh, yes. your, cousin, your cousin audra Audra. yes and um sylvia hubbard uh you and sylvia yes. did quite a bit uh, years ago from the ground so, up yeah so i i'm telling you i've been watching you from a distance and admiring your your work and i already knew that i wanted you to be um one of my editors I, an editor for one one piece of work i wasn't sure if it was the academic piece mm-hmm. or these deep stories and yeah. so every time i see that you've published another book or you're sharing your story leading up to that book i'm like oh my gosh that transparency, and another one. yeah, that transparency um, is just so important. And that's what I'm hoping to um, share through this podcast project. Mm-hmm. The importance of uh, moving away from guilt, shame, and uh, beyond uncertainty to help someone else live better. And yeah. Boldly and, yeah. And, yeah. And focus on what they need to learn, relearn, and unlearn. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is um, a lot of times we say that, you know, we ask, why did these things happen to us? Mm-hmm. And I've just come to the realization, I'm like, it was good that the things that happened to me happened to me. It didn't feel good, yes, but it was good that it happened mm-hmm. um, because that's that's like what makes us who we are. It's what makes us unique. And the boldness, the tenacity, being outspoken, all of the things didn't come um, from birth. I mean, literally, this is years and years of peeling back the layer of trauma and Mm -hmm. drama. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're surrounded by it, but for whatever reason, I believe we, um, no matter how much we try to avoid it, we experience our own. I I can recall um, trying to live differently than my parents because that's what they wanted for me. trying to avoid relational issues, trying to Mm -hmm. avoid um, becoming a mother way sooner than I wanted, trying to avoid um, the drama, the the trauma. Yeah. You, yours, I mean, it's already, as as your company is named, so it is written, it's already written. It's a part of our journey. Mm -hmm. It's a part of our journey and the more we embrace that change and those challenges, and stop beating ourselves up because we are not in control, no matter how much we think. We want to be. Our, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah we want to be. In? Yeah, like we want to be in control. Yes. Yeah, and certain things we can control um, or postpone. Yeah. But our experiences, I believe, are our experiences. Now, Absolutely. How do, we, how do we move forward beyond those experiences? How do we? learn and grow through those experiences what do we do with it and i noticed that you really focus on and i may be misinterpreting this but you focus on taking that pain Mm -hmm. sharing that story yeah story is that your primary audience those who have experienced some um, pain and trauma and whether it's in the workplace or personally it is. So a lot of what I do is taking pain and turning it into purpose. So whether it's a book, 
Mm-hmm. It's an event. Mm-hmm. Um, you may, if you've been following me, you've seen Turquoise and Tierras. Yes. So Turquoise and Tierras was birthed um, not for little girls, but actually for the little girl within the grown-up women yes. who have, you know, they've not yet went back and healed the little girl within. And so that's usually like a healing and ministerial event. And then this June, I'm starting an annual daddy-daughter dance, particularly for girls who don't have a dad. Um, Growing up, I never met my biological father. I've never had a phone conversation. I've never had a birthday card. I don't, I don't know. All I have is a name and I've never met him. And so the daddy-daughter dances, I noticed because now I have a daughter and my husband is going to a daddy-daughter dance like every two months because the school district has one, the church has one, you know. But we live in the suburbs, but in the inner city, most girls don't get to experience that. Not only because it's probably not available, but because they don't have a dad to take them anyway. And so reaching out to the uncles, the neighbors, the guy dads to, hey, pick up these young ladies, get them dressed up real pretty, you know, and bring them. We're going to crown them, pray over them, give them gifts, shower them with love and let them know that they're worthy of love, they're worthy of gifts, and they're worthy of, you know, waiting, all the things that I didn't hear growing up because I didn't have the day. Yeah. And waiting. I was just speaking to my son uh, a couple of days ago about how, um, why I'm very intentional with them. I have three sons, adult mm-hmm. sons now, arranging. Um, let's see, my youngest will be 21 next month, and my firstborn will be 34 in November. So, yeah, (laughs) so I was speaking to him about why I give them specific examples to fill Mm -hmm. their toolkits, because uh, I I need a roadmap, or I value roadmaps, I value good conversation and experiences, not someone telling me, oh, you're going to learn, or, you know, all of these cliches that we have, and even in the Bible, I understand now as a 54-year-old woman why we were told to wait, to yes. protect ourselves. And I better understand it, but I wish even the Bible gave us some more specific examples. So that's yeah. we didn't have yeah. to Yeah, and, I'm, you know, and in hindsight, I'm in hindsight, I'm mad that I didn't wait to give, you know, myself to my husband on my wedding night. I looked back at our wedding night. We went to sleep because it was like okay now it's official but we've already done the do you know what i'm saying like it's just yeah we (laughs) yeah we were already living together that you know so that whole night and experience we didn't have it we didn't have it so yeah and and i feel like i was robbed of that yeah but you know what i believe that sometimes society tells us how to live and be and do and as you mentioned we all have our drama and trauma, and we have to learn to be just be, yeah, just to embrace be. that that roller coaster ride called life. And yeah. when we look at uh, Jesus and others in the Bible, because um, I know you're a believer, mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's have this conversation. Yeah, when we look at that, and then we look at our own households and dig deep in, into our generational backgrounds, it's like they were going with what was happening during that time but it wasn't always what was best for them right so right and it's it's like them. they did the best with what they had or yeah. what they knew that's right that's right yeah. and if we were more transparent and not keeping the family secrets and this is yes. our family do it then we all could live differently i don't want to say better, we, but differently. we could we could um and so what's interesting now tony is i'm in a place of deeper healing going deeper going back to actually um the wound the 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 wounded issues that were transferred to me through the wound um before i even got here and Mm -hmm. so it's deep to hear a counselor say your anxiety your panic attacks your you know high blood pressure your fight or flight goes all the way back to two months in utero, you know, and imagine a 13 year old girl finding out she's pregnant, but not realizing, okay, all of that energy, all of that stuff is now transferred through the umbilical cord to the baby, which was me. And so now I'm working to pull down walls that I didn't even build. I didn't even 
erect these walls. Like they were there when I came into the world. Mm -hmm. So it's not just pulling down, you know, the layers of stuff that I ha that I've been through personally. Yes. But but you know, seven to eight generations of drama. Well, we're trauma during mental health awareness month again these commercialized marketing deals i don't really jump on them but i am go i'm really happy for that one because we need that more in our culture in our community yeah. to heal and to be because sometimes we just move we're floating i went through several years after my brother was murdered floating i was we just keep going yeah i was climbing we just keep going but yeah. And you don't even know that you're not okay. <laughs> and, and and that's the thing, Tony. I want people to be in a position to say, hey, how you doing? I'm not okay today. Mm -hmm. As opposed to saying, I'm good, I'm fine, I'm blessed and highly favored. All the things we've been taught to say, it's okay to say, I'm not okay today. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to get okay. Mm -hmm. But you mm -hmm. have to be strong enough to utter those words and say, something is off. I am not okay. When people ask me how I'm doing, I stop saying fine, good, you know, blessed and highly favored of the Lord. And no. I, well, I, 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 I tell, I tell them, you know yeah, what, Tony, I, I tell them, get back to me later. Cause I, I can't answer that question right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I tell them all of that. I say, you know, I'm projecting that, but something is, I'm working through some things. Yeah. Or, yeah, I'm working through some things. Not everybody can handle that, though. Yeah. You know, we talk about, um, or we've heard these, how you doing, hope you're well, those phrases. I'm so glad mm -hmm. they're bringing that to the forefront. And my youngest son brought that up, like, Mom, I don't even answer people when they say that. I just get right to it because they really don't want to know if I'm having a great day and they're having a rough day, you know, they try they to don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that Gen Z, they they gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> they are yeah. ready. But I'm so glad that um you are so transparent about your healing, about your mm -hmm. journey. Um, I can just see mission focus. It's more than writing. You're not always saying come to my or hire me. You're just being transparent and that takes a lot for yeah. some people. At what point did you become transparent and embracing social media and just i mean were you ever afraid to do it and or hesitant and say i don't know if i'm ready to put myself out there or you just said i'm you know i'm gonna put myself out there. what was what was that about because i just admire how you do it i can't even really pinpoint a time when um I became bold on social media per se, but what I will say is even today, I second guess, mm -hmm. you know, if I put this on social media, you know, cause you just open yourself up to whatever comes at that point, you put it out there, mm -hmm. everybody gets to respond. It's a mixing bowl and you have some people who will support some people who won't. For example, I put a book cover out for pulling back the covers, a book I haven't even written yet, but it's, a, it's specifically for women in the church mm -hmm. who are battling with pornography and masturbation who think it's okay mm -hmm. and immediately there were people who commented and said well what's wrong with it and i'm not hurting anybody else and all the but a hit dog hollers and so i'm Ooh. not yeah i am not calling out anybody specific but if you comment and say what's wrong with it then you Again, the book is for those who are addicted. If you don't consider yourself to be addicted, why even respond? Don't even comment, just keep scrolling. Mm -hmm. But I had a big controversy over that. And I haven't even wrote the book yet. A lot of times I do the cover, I have the title, God downloads the information, I put it in a book, then boom, it's available. But that particular book, it took me a while to say, eh, I'm in ministry, me and my husband, you know, and we're pretty open about what we go through in our marriage. We've talked about the affair. I have talked mm -hmm. about being sexually abused. Mm -hmm. um, but pornography and masturbation for me is a personal choice. You know, it's, it's one thing to have something done to you like molestation or rape. Mm -hmm. um, being addicted to porn and masturbation is like you make a choice every time you choose to engage in it. And so 
putting myself out there is scary. Releasing the book will be scary. Um, I, you know, I would love to teach it to a class of women who are ready for the real and raw, but you got to be ready for the real and raw, you know, and it's, it's like, Tony, I want to heal for real. I don't want a half healing. I don't want, you know, a figment of our imagination of what healing should look like. Where is the healing that God spoke about in the Bible? Yes. That's what I want. And, and, so, I, and 99 and a half won't do. I need 100% healing on this side. <laughs> so that's what you, I see you, you doing. You're bringing others along your journey and inviting them to heal mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because the other thing I found, Tony, is there is so much power in healing in community. The way I broke free from the addiction to porn and masturbation, the way I was able to tell my mother, listen, I was molested as a child and she didn't know, and I was a grown woman, mm. was because I was in a community group of maybe five or six women. It wasn't a big altar. It wasn't a whole, the pastor laid hands on me. It wasn't a service. It wasn't a deliverance and healing ministry. It was a small group where we met once a week, every week for 12 weeks. Wow. Yeah. So the power of community, if we can just get in a room and have the conversation to pull down the walls and say, look, I'm struggling with depression or suicidal thoughts or masturbation and porn, and I can't stop. And I'm single. And when is the Lord sending my husband and all the things? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I noticed uh, there are a few churches in our community who they are very specific, very intentional about creating space, you know, groups, yes. the small groups, not just to study the Bible, but to address societal ills, societal challenges, personal challenges, and to help yes. others to heal. And I love, love, love when I see those different groups giving people an opportunity um, because trust is a big thing. And sometimes we want to share, and we do share, and we notice people don't understand no matter how much we yeah. tell them our story. Um, and sometimes it's because I believe they are going through their own stuff or not yeah. ready to address yeah. it because support is support. Yeah, yeah. And so I love the fact that I, I attend a church, um, mixed congregation, all different races, all different backgrounds. And we have over 50 community groups running, you know, summer, spring, fall, winter. Um, but my pastor is adamant about saying, whatever you're passionate about, mm -hmm. do that. Invite people to your home to talk about football and infuse prayer in it or whatever, or do coffee and conversation. Some people yes. do golf and, you know, golf and the Bible, whatever it is, infuse prayer. And, but it doesn't have to be like you said, a traditional Bible study. Cause at the end of the day, the conversations that are taking place on the golf course, people could get delivered and set free just through conversations. Yes. Yes, yeah. and that's the power of this. Like, um, I have some amazing conversations, and I learned so much, both for myself, and even if it, it isn't applicable to me, I put it in my toolkit, but I'm able to pass it on. And that's yeah. all I want to do here, and I think you're doing the same thing with your books, with your gathering people to write and to heal together and through yeah. your ministry. I yeah. absolutely love your red doors. Oh, <laughs> not your red doors. The big, big doors. doors. Big doors. Yes. Yes, your big doors. And I'm looking at your background too. Yes. Yes. Big doors. And we have to envision it, but we have to be willing and open, I believe, and um, obedient when those those doors open and close. <laughs> yeah. And we, and we have to have a big mindset to walk through big doors, you know, because the door can open. But are we prepared for what's on the other side? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, I saw several books, as I mentioned. <laughs> I also saw that you are heading um, to Costa Rica this fall for writing yes. a treat. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 
So I do a I do an annual writers retreat with Dawn James in Costa Rica for seven days. We usually limit it to like seven people. It's really intimate. Okay. And um, you know, we ask the people to come prepare it with somewhat of an outline, but we help them with their outline and we actually help them with their writing as they write. Of course, we do excursions, we get out, we go to the beach, you know, we get to experience Costa Rica. But the idea is to get away from the hustle and bustle of you know, North American life and actually just write. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. I also, uh, I mentioned you sharing your stories and your transparency. You've gone through a lot. So much. I, I, I mean, but you, but you've gone through it. Yeah. How did you not how did you get outside of yourself? How did you push past it? You mentioned your mom giving birth at mm-hmm. age 13 and um, just some other life stuff uh, yeah. that happened. How do you stay focused and, and move forward? Or have you been stuck? I, I saw some other <laughs> info mentioned too. Like, yeah. What what has that journey been like um, in calling a thing a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely been a roller coaster. I would say um, it took me years to get past the idea that you know my hu- my my husband not my husband my dad didn't you know didn't want me hasn't reached out. I'm 42 years old, so you know I've never had a conversation. And then coming up, honestly, it was clear that my mother didn't, she didn't want me. But you got to think back to if you were a 13 year old girl, it's like I pretty much took her life. So if you were getting Christmas gifts, birthday gifts, all the things that kids get, that now goes to your baby. Um, and so it, it took me years to get to a place where I was like, okay, everybody is not rejecting you. Rejection is just God's redirection. And we look at it through the lens of rejection because that's the root. The root is rejection. Um, And so being intentional about working through that and just constantly talking to myself and saying, just because this person doesn't call you back or text you back doesn't mean they're rejecting you. People have a whole lot of stuff going on and we're still in the midst of a pandemic, even though like they like to tell us it's over, you know? So all the things, the sexual abuse, all of like I had to sit down and really realize if I was molested by both a female cousin and a male hairdresser, it didn't just start with them. It didn't just start with me. So it's like how, it's like, yeah, but who touched them inappropriately or where did they pick this up? So it's a continuum of you know, trying to peel back the layers and get to the root. Because even though it happened to me, I'm not the root. You know, at that point, it's just a plant. But it's probably been going on for generations and generations. And getting to a place where I can say, okay, God, nothing just happens. Um, So there's purpose in it. And I believe there's great purpose in pain. A lot of times we're going through things not for us, but for the people that we will encounter who need our story to keep pressing forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget, um, I was speaking at an event here in Pontiac, Michigan, and um, they ran my bio and they talked about how me and my husband lost twins the day, the day after we were married, the very next day, forget honeymoon, we were in the hospital because the twins were coming and unfortunately they didn't make it. And so that's how we started our marriage. And a lady stood by my table in tears and she said, that's the book I need. The name of the book is called When the Smoke Clears. And she said, I just need to get this book because I lost my baby last week. And I'm trying to figure out how to even move from this place. So Tony, that's the type of things where I say, I tell people, write the book because it'll be transformational for somebody. Even if it's transformational for one, I feel like it's worth it. And I'll never forget that woman standing at my table crying real tears because she had just had a miscarriage and didn't feel like she could move on. Now I've lost four children. So of course I was able to speak to it then, but for the mother who lost their baby last week, you can't, you can't even fathom. Yeah. And so that's why I tell people it's so important to package your pain and use it for purpose because somebody needs that story. 
with so many people, so many people um, packaging up their services. Yeah. As, <laughs> <laughs> let's write this book in 30, 60, 90 days. I mm -hmm. can help you do the, 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 the. I do appreciate the fact that you are very specific mm -hmm. about like get it out because it is healing. You're not professing to be the therapist, um, but as a right. part of your ministry is what I'm taking. Yes, as a part of your God-given uh, ministry. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what's going on with it. Can you see the screen jumping around? No. Okay, so that's just me. I don't, <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? I'm trying not to do this. <laughs> oh, I'll edit that out. But um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you for that. But what sets you aside from those individuals? Um, what what's, what's different? Why do people trust you with ghostwriting services? Um, trust you with being their coach mm -hmm. beyond a, a workshop. I saw you changed your services too. Oh, I, and I'm still changing services. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say the biggest thing is they get real results. So yes, I have premium package services, but you get premium results. I am the person who, if I don't feel like I can get your book written in 60 days, I'm not going to take your money. Um, I tell people my 60 day program is not for the person who's trying to write their life story. You need ghostwriting because we got so much to unpack. I don't even want to rush it through 60 days. Um, the 60 day program is more so for the person who's already an expert. They know they do what they do and they're good at it. They're a coach or a speaker. They're already speaking on it. They just need to package their signature process into book form. We can do that in 60 days. And I've done it with people in 30 days, actually. So <clears throat> I think for me, it's like you said, it's the tenacity, but it's also the authenticity. They know I shoot straight from the hip because I tell them, why are you writing the book? And who is the book for? And those two questions right there, Tony, usually get a lot of people stuck. Because they're like, I got a great story. And I say, so? And what? You want people to pay for a product, which is your book. What problem does it solve? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, make, that makes sense. With the education background, you know, writing my lesson plans, I had to consider my my target audience, what, what are the objectives? So every time I see the checklist, like Sylvia was sent out checklist, mm -hmm. I cannot... I, I had a hard time narrowing down, um, well, refresh my map. You know, it could go here, 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 here. But now I understand, hey, write one version for the career yes. professional. <laughs> write one version for coaches and parents. Write one mm -hmm. version for that teenager or, or college student. Um, just adjust it. It's, yeah. It's, but it took me forever. I was like, I, I can't, I can't answer that question because everybody could benefit from the content. Mm -hmm. But who am I going to promote it to? I'll be running all over the place. Right. And and how do you promote and market to everyone? You know, even McDonald's, Coke versus Pepsi, they all have target markets. They all know exactly who is drinking and eating their products. So McDonald's is like parents with kids on the go. Boom. <laughs> you know, they already know. Yeah. yeah. So and I was able to do that with the nonprofit. I knew exactly who I was targeting. If other people came along, fine. But no, mm -hmm. I knew my primary and secondary audience. Yeah. And so even with my nonprofit, one of the things we're doing differently for the monarch, the monarch circle is targeting both men and women who wish to heal from sexual abuse because there is no place for men to heal from sexual abuse. Oh, thank you for doing that. I'm hearing more and more stories about that. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. But there is no center. There is no home. There is no house where men can go break stuff, whatever they need to do to heal from sexual abuse. So the house that you see behind me is like my prophetic vision because I want a house of healing like Ayanna Banzan. I don't know if you follow her, but 
she always takes the people away from their home and brings them to a safe place because she can control what happens at the house. She can't control if you're at home, what's happening. But the healing process, and I wanna be able to do retreats for particularly um, both men and women, weekly, weekly retreats to have them come to the house and just heal. No cell phones, no internet. No, we're not here for that. And Shut the outside world out. That. Yeah, we don't make time for that. We don't make space for that, enough space. Mm -hmm. We can work up to it, but sometimes we yeah. need that deep, intense focus, protect it. So thank yep. you. That's mm -hmm. exciting. Yeah, yeah. And so I was I was honored to have three men um, speak out in Hush 2 about their experience with sexual abuse. And so the next version of Hush, Hush 3 in the fall, we're looking for 10 men to just do an addition where it's just men. So if you know people, Tony, that are they're ready to open up and speak out about it, we're looking for a few good men. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know anyone. Um personally, um, but I've been reading, so I'm just going to tag, well, I'm going to DM them and tell mm -hmm. them there's an opportunity if they are ready. Yeah. Uh, wow, 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 wow. So we've talked a little bit about how you're leading boldly, some things that you've had to unlearn in your life, and I know you are uh, still constantly unlearning, relearning, and learning. Yeah. Um, but what is one story aside from these snippets that you would like to share with our community to encourage them um, through a point of uncertainty? It can be personally, professionally, spiritually, to just stay the course and move through something that you've had to navigate through. Yeah, I think um, the biggest turning point for me was I was laid off from corporate America. I tell people I didn't jump, I was pushed off the cliff. <laughs> Um, I was laid off from corporate America July 4th, 2017, and my husband had been pushing me, you know, babe, just follow your dreams, just do the business, don't look for another job. I got two degrees, you know, student loans, so I'm like, listen, I'm going to work my way up this corporate ladder, um, but nobody will hire me in. It's so funny. I've been a contractor for like 10 years. Nobody will hire me in full time, so everything I did was temporary, and I knew it. Um, but I remember being let go from work. And at the time I was in the middle of doing my stage production when the smoke cleared. So I was running off adrenaline anyway, because I'm like, oh, great. This is perfect time. And I get a month off before my stage production. And immediately after the stage production, it was like somebody took me to the top of the cliff and pushed me off. Extreme depression, suicidal thoughts. Um, I wanted to check myself into a mental institution because I did not feel competent to take care of my kids, drive, any of that, because I felt like the enemy was saying to me, God has done everything he's going to do through you. This is the highest point of your life. You might as well take your life. And I didn't really feel secure in being a full-time entrepreneur. I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. Um, me and my cousin Audra are like the two main, you know, full-time entrepreneurs in our family. Everybody else works in corporate. So when we tell them, I'm just going to do this and this has to work, you know, we get flack from family. We get flack from cousins, spouses, all the things. Um, and so it was just one of those things where I'll never forget. My daughter walked up to me. And she hugged me and she said, mommy, I love you. You know, and I was, I just broke down in tears because at that point it's like God sent her because I was, I was on my way to take my life literally. And then the following year, that was 2017. So fast forward to 2020, when we went into the pandemic, that was the first year in 12 years that I crossed the six figure mark in my business. And it, it only happened because I hired a business coach because you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you need to work on as far as mindset. You don't know how to package your services and your prices. So that's when you saw me start really pivoting from everything a la carte. Like she says, I was Lenny with plenty and you could get a bio, you could get a press release, you could get a speaker was she. All of those things are gone. And now it's just three signature 
packages. And even for my ghostwriting services, I think when I got with her, I was charging 10,000 for ghostwriting. Now ghostwriting starts at 20,000 and I have closed more people in the $20,000 range than I have at the $10,000 mark. So I just tell people to keep going. Um, anytime the enemy tells you to kill yourself and to stop fighting, give up, all of those things. Cause I know the thoughts come. I'm literally driving sometimes and he's like, just turn the car to the left and go off of this bridge. Um, I know that I'm on the brink of something so great that he can't kill me. So his only tactic is to get me to take myself out. And so I just encourage everybody to keep going, keep pressing. If you can't walk, crawl, but get there, keep going day by day, bit by bit and piece by piece. Yeah. This is your story, so I won't <laughs> come on, Tony. Yeah, too much, but uh, yeah, I, I I had a break when I was nineteen and carrying my son. Yeah. So I watch him now, you know. So as you were mentioning, a lot of times um, things are passed on through our through the womb. Through the womb. We don't know the impact, or just being in that environment, we don't always know how it impacts us. We are accustomed to. Um, and, and some of us are becoming desensitized, especially the children, to yeah. the tragedy that's happening in their immediate environments and in the world. But, yeah, I I had a break, and, boy, all I can call on was Jesus. And when I was yeah. glad my mom was there. And um, I made a promise to never get to that point anymore because I was going to pay more attention to me because I was paying mm -hmm attention to everybody else and I just felt like you know I've been taking care of myself even though I'm in a household with my parents for so long I just don't want to be a burden yeah and yeah and I think a lot of times Tony we have to silence the noise you don't you don't have to answer every call that comes through your phone you don't have to respond to every inbox message you don't have to um, you don't have to watch TV. I don't, I got five TVs in my house, but I've literally been on a 40 day fast where I'm like, okay, God, I'm not watching any TV. If, if it was, it was Christian television. It, I'm listening to messages over and over again, but anything that negates the promises of God, I have to tune out, including social media. Certain people can't call me with negativity. You, you get kicked to voicemail. Don't respond to the negative email, all the things you get to set the boundaries of what, like I tell people, you have to put on spiritual blinders to keep your mind right. Because otherwise we bright, shiny object ourselves to death. And it's like, oh, Tony got a podcast. I should probably have a podcast. Oh, this person is doing a retreat. I should probably be doing a retreat. It's no. Yeah. And I was trying to, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that. I was really hesitant about this because God gave me this name probably 2013. It, I still have a picture of getting up at 2 or 3 o'clock wow. in the morning, writing it on a paper plate. It was an extra double thin paper plate that I had uh, some fruit mm. over. And I didn't know what to do with it. And then he started showing me some things to do. And then I'm like, wait a minute, we're in a pandemic, first of all, saying, but it's okay and we're in this crisis. You sure? Yeah. Are you sure? This is not what you told me to do, but in being obedient and just sharing the stories of others and celebrating them and letting them tell their own stories, as I did yeah. my storytelling skills, but just <laughs> sharing the gifts that he's given me in networks. You know, I may yeah. not see people every day. They don't have to be my friends or my family, but they're part of my community, and I believe that he allowed me to lay eyes and ears on you all for a reason. And I yeah, and so, how many years have I been following you? Wow. So probably 20, 2002. Yeah. So, Tony, the other thing is what a lot of people don't realize, you have a podcast. I don't know how many people you've interviewed, but I specialize in, even when I do my ghostwriting clients, we do all of our interviews via Zoom. We record them, and then I get them transcribed. So when people say, I don't have a book, I'm like, you have content, you just need to repurpose it in a different way. 
So even if you did nothing but packaged all of your interviews thus far, I mean, you could do a book of 10 to 15 of them. That's what everybody is saying. Well, you're over the 50 mark. Past 50 of the 100. Wow. To push the others out, but yes. Yeah. Yes. So you, so you have more than enough content to now download that, you know, and do all of the permissions and rights that you need to get from the people you've interviewed, but say, hey, I'm working on a collaboration of stories and I want to take these interviews and put them in print. So the part of the vision here giving me an <laughs> anthology, but the podcast came after the anthology. When I say it's all mixed up and I'm just so grateful that he put resources in front of me. Yes. It's a matter of me being ready. It's yeah. a matter of me knowing that he wants me to do it right now because I've done some things that he's downloaded in me prematurely. And yeah. I've, I've had to pull back. So understanding the season. So for you to say it, and somebody else just said the same thing <laughs> last week. See? This, this will be the first project. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have my permission. Download the recording. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And and I have a I have a transcriptionist, so you don't have to manually do it yourselves to get the she'll send you all of the transcripts in Microsoft Word and you can massage them, edit them, do whatever you need to do. But I tell people we are sitting on a wealth. This is an information age. We have so much knowledge, so much wisdom. And if we can repurpose it, yes, it's an audio or a video podcast, but can it be a book? Can it be a course? Like, I'm not sure, but it's okay. And it's okay not to be okay. That's a whole webinar series because there's so many people. (laughs) Hello, webinar retreats. When you say healing retreats. Retreats. See, he gave me. (laughs) Yes. Seven to 12 streams. I tell my clients seven to 12 streams of income tied to just one book. You only need one book. Yeah. And you know, I like that it's income with purpose. I mean, it costs to do this well. Sure. It costs to do it well. And I understand that. And because I hadn't set dollars aside initially to do some things, I was like, I'm just going to be obedient. I'm just going to jump in here and it's going to be a conversation. And I, I just want you guys to know it's not perfect. And I'm not perfect, but we have to share our stories. And there are so there's so much feedback associated with these episodes. Yeah, and we don't need we don't need perfect. We yes. need authentic. We we don't need perfect. We need authentic and real and raw and uncut. I gotta get back to the Facebook series I was doing. I don't know if you follow that, but I used to do uncut every Tuesday night mm-hmm. where I would talk to people about the higher subjects, you know, sexual abuse, all of the things, rape, addiction to porn and masturbation. And I had pastors on, bishops on, because I want different opinions. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you just got to do it. Per- if we're waiting on perfection, we won't ever move. Well, you know, I do it, but I wasn't doing it on a broad scale. So mm-hmm. this is a leap for me. Uh, my students would always say, you should do videos. Oh, my gosh, I wish we can rewind this. And I'm like, okay, I'm a little animated. And they were like, that's what we like. We need yeah. this. And you, you think just in time. You really care about the people in front of you. You're yeah. not just packaging it, oh, here, I've packaged it and moved on. Um, and so I took that to heart. I took that as um, another download from God, you know, his message through through people. So I will do yeah. it. I'm ready to do it. No excuses. Yeah. And and I even, can, I even can see, now I'm getting downloads. So I even can see... <laughs> So I even can I even can see it as a um, a journal of sorts. So you give people the writing prompts like, I'm not sure I want to be married today, but it's okay. Or I'm not sure <laughs> that I want to adult today, but it's okay. And they write about that. Or I'm not sure I want to get up and go to work today, but it's okay. Yeah. You see me like, okay, Lord, I hear you. I had already set aside next week to write down some things that he told yes. me to do. And not just write it down, but start start the process. A little bit of time yes. and let him lead. Journals, mugs. Yes. You always drink something. 
warm. Oh, coffee, tea, something. Yeah, it's a whole line. T-shirts, all the things. That's what my that's what my son said, and so I've been. Uh, I want to honor my relationships that I already have and try to utilize them, but I also want yes. to do my due diligence. Like, wait a minute, I got to keep the price point. You know, mm -hmm. can they fulfill it? So I've been researching all of this journals. I love. Mm-hmm. I'm writing. <laughs> on, I'm writing on something every day. Yeah. Listen on yeah. something on my 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 notes on my laptop, my phone. I upload them wherever. I just I've given away journals. Um, with inspirational quotes and scriptures, and um, yes. I use them as prompts. I get, mm -hmm. I find a pretty journal and I just write it in a message to them. And yeah, yeah, I have because and 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 it already seems like you have your brand colors: the blue, the white, and the gold. I don't. I, this is I don't supposed know. to be a hundred-story podcast project, ma'am. This is okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a whole brand for me in my vision. You know. Amen. <laughs> And I accept that. When I said being yeah. obedient, yeah, 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 yeah. I, had, I dissolved the nonprofit. I need to finish up the work with the state so that I can move it. I'm still serving families and youth with math, yeah. Uh, yeah. but it's going to be through the Refresh My Math brand where I'm helping career professionals. But I have a, I have a whole nother name that, yeah, uh, yeah for, yeah. for families but Amen. But I I, I, I can see it. I can see it because there's so many people who are just flat out. You're, you're not okay. You're just not, you're just, they're just not okay. And they're not okay with not being okay. It's like, mm -hmm. I need to be perfect. I need to be smiling. I not need me. to be. You yeah. get what you get today. <laughs> but, but please know I'm fully present. Don't, don't look I'm at I'm present. Me. Listen yeah. to what I'm saying. I'm fully present. I'm ready to be engaged if I show up. Yeah. If I show yeah. up, you're going to get the best I have then. I could have stayed at the house. Amen. If I show up, you're going to get the best of me. I'm there to support. I'm there to engage. I'm there to learn. If yeah. I can't learn and engage, yeah, the teaching will come through the conversation. Just That's right. Time. But if I can't learn and engage... Yeah. So you have your assignments for this weekend, probably next week. <laughs> Journal. Yes. What else you tell Download me? the book, podcast, transcription. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But I'm in that season, and I prayed for this season, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. I really, I prayed for it. I uh, academically. I can write, but I've been for the past few years trying to figure out what is my voice? How do I show people, Tony? This is my way of showing you guys aside from the math and helping the babies and the kids and yeah. being a principal or whatever. There's a different side of me that I know intentionally I was not presenting online and I don't know why. I wasn't hiding anything. I just... I'm like, show yeah. up with purpose. They don't want to hear about this or that or my silliness. Mm -mm. But but, every, but everything you do, everything you do is, you know, I'm not sure or I'm not feeling this today or I'm not, but it's okay. Yeah. And yeah. continually putting that out and saying, but it's okay. It is. Yeah. It really is. And if it's not, it will be. I have a whole line of that. I was like, Lord, for real? No, nope, I'm going to stay focused because that's not what you told me to do. You told me to do this. But it, it keeps coming and I accept it. I just didn't yeah. know when. So thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we've heard your story. Uh, several. You've shared several, but I just wanted to make sure <laughs> if there was one story that you wanted yeah. to share with the listeners that I, I made space for that. I uh, invited you or, or took the leap to go ahead and invite you on when I saw the post about you and your husband. Uh, is that a forthcoming book? Which one? I don't even remember the title. <laughs> Which but, one? But you had a, a post with you and your husband talking about marriage. So and we already have the series Marriage Uncut. Have you oh, seen that those? Is it? I was thinking it was mm -hmm. new. Okay. No, I so. 
No, so Marriage Uncut is an anthology project as well. So there's Marriage Uncut Part 1, 2, and 3. I saw um, I Yeah, know, and so... It was something different. I was like, oh, you guys got to come on. It's just no. <laughs> Living Beyond, <laughs> right. Beyond, Infidel, or How to something proof your marriage oh how to affair proof your marriage yes. and we 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 actually teach at a marriage boot camp um we just had it last month and then the next marriage boot camp is in august but yeah we teach a course called how to affair proof your marriage because i was actually the one that stepped out of the marriage and cheated on him first and then he retaliated but that's neither here nor there <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but as a man he had to make a godly decision to stay and help me heal the broken places that even pushed me to that point mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it takes a real man of god because you know men in particular that's ego for yes. you to say yep i went away for a weekend and slept with another man mm -mm. yeah that don't sit too hot so yeah so we um we you know we counsel and coach couples, you know, via Zoom, or they, they can come to like our home office and things like that. But the book series is called Marriage Uncut, Straight Talk, No Chaser. Yes, so it's, yes. yeah, so it's men and women who are talking about <clears throat> um, overcoming different things in their marriage, but the raw things. So some people have been through domestic violence. Yeah. Some people have been through a kid showing up at the doorstep saying, your husband is my father. I mean, mm -hmm. real stuff like that, that happens that you don't hear people talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for doing that, putting that, gathering those real life hard stories that oftentimes people don't prepare you for. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and what we really wanna do with the next one is, we want to do mixed couples to see how they made it through all the George Floyd, the political mm -hmm. Trump stuff, like the racial issue of when you have a black and white spouse, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah. those yeah. are gonna be some really good conversations. You've identified your- I have not, we're still looking for couples. Yes. Wonderful. Ooh, this is good. So the retreat is an online retreat and coaching type situation, or do they come physically? Do you actually have a physical retreat? For the marriage boot camp? Mm -hmm. So the marriage boot camp is in person. It's in um, Novi, well, like Novi, Farmington Hills this August. Yeah. yeah. I know and it's, we that. call it transforming your marriage in a weekend. So it's that weekend of August 12th nice. through the 14th. Nice. Mm -hmm. So they stay. They stay at the hotel. Very good. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. I have a few. Them. I, at least one. I may pay for them to come. Okay. Awesome. I'll definitely there. send you the flyer too. Yeah, they're on that that path, and uh, we've been yeah. talking about resources. Those uh, weekly meetings, check in. I mean, marriage is a is a is a business. I've learned so much on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to have accountability. The thing I love about this group that we're a part of is that I can call any of them and say, hey, we're between a rock and a hard place. I'm not really sure I want to do this marriage thing, but it's OK. Yeah. Like, yes. you know, and they'll say they'll say, OK, let's yeah. get together. Let's have dinner. Let's let's talk it out. But having those accountability, or I can call the man of one of the couples and say, can you reach out to my husband? Because he's tripping. He's talking about leaving. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you need yeah. that support system. I told my my um, children and nieces and or cousins in that age group that um, I can be a sounding board. I can direct you somewhere, but please don't listen to anybody that's single. Right. About you know because yeah. I I decided to leave for a number of reasons, but mm -hmm. I cannot I can only carry you so far. I can give you some considerations. I want you to be surrounded by people who can love up on you, tough yeah. love, soft love. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not in that position right now. I'm not in yeah. that way. You know. Yeah. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, and it, it it makes a it makes a difference. Um, we would not be married if we actually went through the marriage boot camp right after the affair. That was at year 10, and we'll celebrate 19 this year. Ooh, um, but we we would not be married if it wasn't for the marriage boot camp that we went through. It's just transformational. 
I think we all need that. We talk about um, marriage counseling, premarital counseling, and I know there are different levels to it, but I want mm-hmm. somebody that's going to continue to nurture me that I can eat with, I can come to the table with, like, like yeah, I can call on. Um, in my yeah, family, and my and honestly. Honestly, Tony, I think a lot of people focus on the premarital counseling, but there needs to be pre, well, there needs to be pre-individual counseling because a lot of our problems, yes, <laughs> a lot of our, we bring it in. Yeah, yeah, a lot of our problems that we deal with in this marriage have nothing to do with the marriage. It's us as individuals. individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so me coming in having trust issues and rejection issues and all the stuff. So I'm freaking out when my husband ain't speaking to me for three days. I mean, so all of, all of that is like, well, my dad left, so why won't he leave me? You know, all the things. That's that's not even his baggage. That's from individuals. So we don't do enough individual counseling. So a lot of people come to me and they say they want marital coaching. That's great. But the truth of the matter is you probably have some individual things you need to work through. Yeah, and we all and the marriage will naturally be better. Yeah, I love this. This is so good. Look at you, (laughs) Eagerness Minister. (laughs) But but you're out in the world helping the people, not just within the walls of the church. And I I appreciate that. Yeah. Oh, this is a treat. No, the real work is outside the four walls of the church. That's just the gas station, you know. (laughs) That's all that is. <laughs> you go get your little fill up so you can keep going, huh? Yeah, go get filled up, but that's just the gas station. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Okay. So now, <laughs> I'm not sure, but it's okay. Is my comment in the right place? Should I have not used but? <laughs> I really no, it's back not- and I went back it's and forth good. and I was like, but God, you gave me this, but I was asleep. So I don't know. No, I, that's good. It's fine as it is. It's fine as it is. Your gra- your grammar and spelling and punctuation is on point. <laughs> okay. Yes. And my branding. You approved my branding. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I <laughs> love know, the cover scheme. Thank yes. you. We, we, we're going to, we're going up. Some more. Yes. I, I have some. I can see that on the white t shirt and a mug and everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Approved. <laughs> that? You got know, a whole brand. Okay. Sometimes you, uh, I don't seek approval or validation from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that in being in community and in the same space, we can walk away with one thing differently than we walked into. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to this kind of stuff, I want the right people. I want the people who know what they're talking about. Yes. <laughs> and I yes. want you all to just tell me if you see something. You see I spelled something wrong. I, I'm good with spelling, <laughs> but the grammar, I'm like, uh-uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll tell you. permission you know some people though they won't tell like i, I want people to tell me certain things so i'll tell mm-hmm. people and ooh, they don't like that tony no some people get offended they get offended they do yeah yeah but not just that i'm, I'm using that because you're the you're our black grammar girl like <laughs> grammar lady i like hey. i like watching grammar girl that's what I'm yeah about. but you know when you're um when you're in community i think you should be open to learning and loving up on each other. And yes, I only want to be involved with people who will tell me those things I don't want to hear. That's you right. can celebrate me, but if you see something, please tell me. And I understand mm-hmm. now that not everybody is comfortable with themselves or receiving that information, so they're not going to give it to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, but please yeah. tell me. Tell me, I'm going to the floors or pass out your flyers. <laughs> I sure will. I yeah. sure will. So as we prepare to wrap up, what resources, mantras, or just way of being would you like to share with the listeners in terms of being in those I'm not sure, moment, sure moments mm-hmm. um, and encouraging them to keep 
just keep going or pause as necessary, et cetera. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, the biggest analogy I use is here recently, um, the one of, you know, when you get on a plane and they're doing all of the safety checks mm -hmm. and the stewardess, they're like, yeah, so should the air pressure change? These masks are going to fall out, not the COVID mask, but the actual oxygen masks are going to fall out of the ceiling. And it doesn't matter who you're traveling with, put the mask on you first, then help your child or your spouse, but put the mask on you first. And so if I could leave the listeners with anything, it would be put the mask on you first. I think as women, sometimes we are pouring from an empty cup, a negative cup. We don't even have a cup. The cup is broken, it's, it's, it's put together with glue and we don't have it to give and we are still trying to go, go, go and pour, pour, pour. I would say, put the mask on you first and breathe, breathe in and out and make sure that you're okay. Like you said, but it's okay. When I'm okay, then I can help other people. But if you don't have it to give, don't feel bad about saying, I don't have it today. I can't give that. Yeah. And then some resources. We talked about journals, you're a writer. You mm -hmm. um, shared with the listeners that you have some upcoming retreats. And if listeners, if you're, you're watching this beyond August or beyond the dates that she shared, they are annual events. Yes. And, and maybe more frequently, just mm -hmm. follow her. <laughs> right. To see what's, what's uh, coming up. But what, uh, what's a practice that you have recently um, infused into your life to live better um, and just be well. Yeah, so I don't know if you've ever heard of sound therapy. So I've started sound therapy with Dr. Rose Moten. I'm excited about that. I love, yes. 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 Yeah. Um, and I was kind of skeptical at first and I'm still kind of skeptical because I'm like, is this working? Um, but I realized there are hidden traumas in my subconscious that prevent me from getting to the next level. So I'm doing sound therapy. She offers neural optimal brain training, which I cannot explain to you. You just have to do it. I can't even explain. Have, have, um, you, have you used that service yet? I've used it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. I've used the neural optimal brain training. In addition to that, I'm doing a specialized type of counseling, which is called EMDR. It's eye movement desensitization reprogramming. And so it's a little bit different than talk therapy. You're actually not talking a whole lot. It's basically, you know, your eye following the counselor's finger and whatever comes up is what comes up. Um, but it's a way to reprogram the subconscious because my conscious mind, I'm like, yes, I know God is good. He's perfect. He's great. He has my back. But subconsciously, it's like, girl, we freaking out. <laughs> like, trust God that we can't see. Wait a minute. You know, so those two fighting each other. Um, but EMDR, the sound therapy, I'm all about essential oils and lavender candles. I'm all about scents and feels and touch all the things that help me just breathe and feel better. Yeah. And Tony, I think a lot of times we don't know what we don't know. So when we hear something like sound therapy or we say chakras, um, religious people get afraid and call it demonic. And Dr. Rose says, anytime, anytime you hear the word chakras, we're only talking about the alignment of your spine. I said, well, why they just won't say spine Because <laughs> we out here confused. So again, we don't know what we don't know. And there are different modalities for healing that I'm trying out. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was wondering if, uh, if have you tried her? She has this um, this body shaking trauma. Mm, the I TRE. The mm. TRE. I have not. It's called TRE. Yeah, I am going to try that because I'm, I'm going to try it. After uh, I have had too many strokes and you may have seen mm -hmm. my eyes wandering a lot because every once in a while I still get that little pressure. Um, wow. And yeah, so I have an appointment with a um, 
neurologist. Yeah. Yeah. And then my speech every once in a while. So this is major for me. And I'm just so glad wow. today is a good day. Yes. Because <laughs> you, you look fine. You wouldn't even know. Yeah. But I'm going to try the TRE. The way the TRE works is you do one session per month. She only does it like the first Tuesday. And then you you have the method so you don't have to keep coming back for that. You know, so it's like a one time and done. Yeah, she's planting those seeds. I love the the, the mm -hmm. gong, but that those Koshi chimes, I had to go on YouTube and I go to sleep to that at least yeah. once a week. It's just yeah. so so soothing, the brain yeah. release and just hearing the stories at the end. So yes. Mm -hmm. And when we think about it, um, maybe not our generations or even our great great grandparents generations but that's a part regardless to your cultural background it's nature it's it is. sound it's it's sound it's intuition it's holy spirit is all of that mm -hmm. you know and we put it off because the world or somebody told us oh don't it was demonic mm -hmm. yeah well, and I think a lot of people, whatever they don't understand, they call it demonic. Yes, or not yeah. right, or come mm -hmm. over and do this thing that we do. So, mm -hmm. oh, this was, this was good. <laughs> yes, thank virtual you so much, hug. Tony. Yes, virtual hugs to you. Um, much success in your next few weeks, but we'll we'll talk soon because I'm going to check in. Yes. About, uh, yeah, I mean, I. I need to get my coins together and on my plan so I can get this uh -huh. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to make, well, I shouldn't even say get it together. I need to make it a priority. I've been yes. putting it off for far too long. And right. I say I want to do something, just like I jumped into this, just do it. Two feet. Just do it. Two feet, just hands, do it. arms, all that. And maybe yeah. I'll see you during one of those sound trainings soon. Yeah. And listen, you can hold me accountable because I have this, this, sticky note by my desk that says you need to start filming your short film by October 1st 2022 and I've, I've had this script for like two years now I'm like okay we gotta press go <laughs> like we gotta do it because I've done theater I've done stage plays I've done the books I've done audio books now it's like okay film when you start talking about the big screen and Netflix and yes yeah yeah well power org before I press final paperwork to totally dissolve it in the state of Michigan. It will be a, a docu-series on um, mm -hmm. YouTube. Yeah. Because once I sign off that it's dissolved, I can't officially touch it yeah. as a nonprofit. So I want to honor the people who have given so much and helped me to support families by just putting it out there and then it'll just live. I don't know if I'm supposed to take it down or not, but I'm gonna leave it up for now yeah. until, until an yeah. intellectual property attorney tell me I'm supposed to. So I am going to seek out, uh, but I, I have to put it out there and let people grow. Absolutely. Because they're yeah. in it, right? Yep, that's right. <laughs> Here we go. There we go, there we go. Well, enjoy the rest of this beautiful day. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you, Tony. Thank you for sharing time with us. Be well. All right. Have a good one.